0: fight we don't have to kill everybody in the wide world really just needs to chill no we don't have to bust no 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 we don't have to fight oh
1: i gotta turn this thing on, <laughs> on we'll find out when we go up there sort next. of on there. air
0: sure, yeah. <laughs> we, you and i won't find out ollie will find out okay so i don't know yeah you wanted to get a clapper too I don't know, I don't well, have the mark or anything, but... That's a tie in the audio, yeah. Yeah, so, this is going to be a more uh, comfortable episode of Just yeah. Chill. Welcome to episode three. We've got the light on, and the guest is here, Michael Lifshitz. Uh, unfortunately, the audio, the superior audio we have set up, is not functioning up to capacity, so we're just going to be recording with the camera. Slightly less uh, sound quality, but as Michael pointed out, it's thematic for it's the disabled episode. <laughs> Um, I guess for the listeners only because we will put this up probably still just as audio That that's important to mention they wouldn't okay. know that you are disabled by Okay, listening so, now,
1: so just that Oliver doesn't sound like a evil person yeah. I am disabled and I gave that <laughs> joke so it is okay
0: and there goes the dogs <laughs> uh, okay well this, this episode's doing is going <laughs> um, can you yeah. just <laughs> deal with them it might just be Kelly coming back for some um, okay so here we are yeah, no, it's also because I don't really know what's the proper etiquette, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I never had a ton of disabled friends, so I don't know
1: how you introduce... So, them. so what you're saying is I'm your token disabled friend. Nice, man. Well, no, kidding. <laughs> uh, like is kidding. So here's the thing. I always tell people, because uh, I once had someone ask me, like, how do you like to be called? And I'm like, well, my name's Michael, so that's a good start. Yeah, of like, course, of course. I've, I ne- I've never been big on political correct terms. I mean, in theory, the is a person with a disability mm-hmm. uh but I've never been because my thing is if you're gonna have instead of worrying about a correct term um, I'm uh like don't have a nice word for a lousy attitude right mm-hmm. like if a girl says I can't date him because he's a person with a disability or I can't date him because he's a a, a cripple uh i'm not saying people should use cripple the circle but either way i'm not getting laid right so that's the problem yeah, so don't yeah. have a nice word for a shitty uh, attitude,
0: right? I think for me it's just more that I'm curious uh, by nature, so like, I don't know, like, if you talk to someone like, oh, I'm disabled, or someone else says the same thing, but everyone's obviously disabled in different ways, and I yeah. never know, is it like impolite to say like, oh, what's your disability, or, or some, a question like that, you know what I mean? Just because I, I genuinely do wonder these things, you know?
1: I So here's a, my take on it, so actually there was a in 2006 the government actually came out with a book a booklet uh, Human Resource Canada came out with that instead of saying disabled person you should say person with disability or deaf person a person with a hearing impairment and the logic was you should say person first because uh, they're a person first of course not, yeah they're not defined by the disability or the hearing impairment or whatever the case may be and honestly I used to make jokes about that because like to me at the time I made a joke about how uh, so I went from uh, being an amputee who couldn't get on the Metro in Montreal to being a person with an amputation who couldn't get in the Metro in Montreal First, which, yeah. yeah. Which made me think instead of the booklet Money into putting an elevator in the bedroom that would probably help a <laughs> lot more. Um, but, but it's interesting. So I was out in Vancouver and I went to a restaurant. Um, and The woman who was uh, told the server uh, there's these three people and then the wheelchair, referring to me. Oh, and I got pretty eff- and I'm, So when it came time to sit down, I'm like, oh, I got to go in with the wheelchair um because i was kind of happy i wanted to eat um and i I pointed out to the guy i'm like you know i don't get to make a big deal about it but considering i'm the person with the wallet who's paying for the food and drinks it could be nice to acknowledge the person and then later uh that weekend i was out doing a show and i took a bus and i got off the bus and when the Bus pulled up, opened the door. The driver told people to wait because a person in a wheelchair uh, was getting off. And just being called "person in a wheelchair" was I I was amazed at how what a difference it made for me to be called a person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So that was a long story to basically say the proper thing is "person with a disability." Yeah. Um, As for asking, like uh what happened
0: like in what way are you disabled or something I, like I, that is that rude to ask I, someone that
1: i think it depends on the context yeah uh like you and i are friends if we're out talking and you have a question that's different than if you were to just go up you're ordering person. Or yeah. yeah. Uh, like i've had people come up to me and go what happened because uh, usually i'm out in my wheelchair right so um, well but I would I,
0: always preface it with like if, if you're not comfortable answering that question by all means don't or something like that right
1: but like I mean honestly it does depend on my mood like sometimes I'm a little more talk. like part of me feels like you know what could on you to try and get awareness and ask questions as opposed yeah. to ignoring and not wanting to talk to someone because yeah, or, or they're, or they're afraid or something to like, talk yeah of course um, but like so the, there was um, I was at Salem shopping center and there was a woman on the elevator and she's like, I noticed a lot more people in wheelchairs lately. And I'm like <laughs> And I wasn't even sure how to answer. Yeah, and then I got off the elevator, and I'm like, I'm gonna go get a coffee. Because I was really disappointed I didn't say, haha, we're taking over Um and they could think of some sort of plot or something. Yeah yeah. Uh or just tell her, no, I'm just really lazy and I don't feel like walking. Um, which I have done uh, to people. <laughs> just to mess um, with people. Yeah, just to mess with people. Um, it's fun. <laughs> well, that brings
0: me to like something I, I was gonna say is that like you getting into comedy, it's gotta just be a nice way to, to address some of those things and kind of like be able to say the things you wanna say to people without it sounding like you're freaking out on them or whatever, you know? Kind of like putting people in their place and maybe making them recognize their behavior, in a funny way though, that makes it feel light and accessible, yeah. you
1: know? You, you hit the nail on the head, so when I started doing comedy, I, I decided, so I lost a bet, and when, the, and the bet was that I had to go do an open mic name. Well, oh, that's awesome. Um, so, <laughs> and when I did it, there's actually a comic called uh, Chris Finesca, uh, and he actually, his nickname is Crazy Legs, so he actually has cerebral palsy, Oh. Uh, and he actually was on just for laps. Uh And I remember he came out on like a walker and they had a chair for him to sit on. Uh, and he's like, every time I'm arguing with my wife, she tells me to stop shaking my head at her. Because obviously he has like the muscle it. And I thought that was a brilliant way to... And a fun way to let people laugh a little bit and be comfortable yeah. with you, right? Because yeah. as opposed to... Being nervous about saying the wrong thing, uh, so like, you know my standard opening joke about uh, I have multiple congenital musculoskeletal Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard this for sure. Uh, or the medical term for it slightly aftop. I wasn't sure if we're allowed <laughs> to swear, or not so I went with aftop. Um, but um, I and the whole reason I do that is to put people at ease. Like it, I I even when I do a serious talk, I use that joke because I don't want people to be uptight and like be worried, am I gonna have to catch him if he falls off the stage? Or like, should I, I offer of it, him yeah. a chair? Like, why are they making him stand, this seems cruel? Um, <laughs> um, but,
0: uh, I think that's some uh, people worry that like, that they're gonna have to help or something like that, that people aren't gonna be self-sufficient. But I, yeah. with you especially, I've seen nothing but the opposite. Like I was, uh, I don't think I told you this, but when we hung out and had that chat in the parking lot at Loblaws the other day, and I told uh, a couple other people this because I just—it made me laugh. It was like we were parked pretty equal distance from each other, and I just casually walked back to my car, but I didn't dick around on my phone or do any of that, right? And I, I wasn't paying any attention to you. And then I pulled up to the light, and I just barely make it, and you totally just made it through. And I'm like, "Shit, he got in his car, got to the light, and made it through before me. Like disabled my ass. You know what I mean?" <laughs>
1: uh, okay, well, I'm it's pretty. Easy the car is pretty uh, souped up, right?
0: I saw it today. Yeah, it's pretty awesome.
1: Um, but, but still,
0: I don't know. I mean, even just doing comedy and stuff, you you like uh, told me all about how you have to hoof it up and down the stairs, which is obviously much more difficult for you if you want to go tell jokes. You know, and that's most yeah. people don't consider that in their day. They're like, it doesn't even cross their mind. I I never thought about it before. You know how hard that would be and how demotivating that might be. Well, you
1: know. Well, what's super funny actually is. I, well not funny, as someone fell down the stairs. Um, I yuck yak's the like yuck yucky that that step when you when you go in, that it, like now they have that like kinda created of surface, but it used to be really slippery. Okay. And I once showed up for a show, uh, and there was a guy who had like slipped coming in, and they're like, Michael, was that you? I'm like, No, I was uh, and actually I'll be honest, not to be mean, the guy kind of breezed past me and didn't bother helping so uh-huh. I was a little really glad <laughs> to, to be smart ass um, <laughs> but like here's the thing I I have the advantage in that I'm always walk super slow and careful yeah true uh, so where, even like before I had the wheelchair and used to walk in the winter I'd be there with like two canes with an ice pick going super slow and people would be like slipping and falling all over the place because I'm like, yeah, I'm Flown more cautious ice, because yeah. I have to be because needless to say, like, when you got a lousy balance adding ice to it, it's not that definitely. Yeah, I helpful. can only imagine. Um, so yeah, I'm not a big winter person. Um, yeah.
0: And surprisingly, you live here.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be honest, I haven't fully figured that one out. Are I, you born and
0: raised in Ottawa? Or
1: no? Uh, no, so I, I came from Montreal. so oh, okay. Same weather. Yeah. Uh, every winter, I'm like, "Why do I do this? Why I? Um, I'm a big fan of the whole I don't know if you heard that Canada there was a movement to get like Antigua. Yes, yes, Canada's, sir. Like province. I, uh, I I think that's a fabulous idea. Why was that? It was uh, some sort of technicality or something. Uh, well, just uh, I think the argument was for Canadians to have a place to snowboard. Um, and then that way, I guess, from an economy perspective, you're well, keeping wasn't it tourist that it dollars in there.
0: Wasn't it that the island or the country or whatever it was was like owned by Britain back in the day or something I think like so. that? So there was I, I, because we we used to be a dominion of them. I don't know, yeah. maybe I'm pulling this out of my head. You no,
1: know, I, I think you're right. I think it was that's how they were trying to they were trying to like be like, Hey, well, Britain, can we work get some sort of deal? And um, yeah, I, I don't know. Don't think this was years ago, you. though, right? A few years ago, uh, I think, I think. Uh, I think it started as a a politician did it as a platform like in like 2005 uh, okay, okay. Or, or something and then it kind of Just to get publicity resurfaced probably. the bed in 2014 um, but I think it's a good idea, I like it. I or At the very least extend that we can use OH yeah. in Antigua. That would be awesome because that, uh, that's the
0: scariest part about going on vacation is like what if something happens to you and you gotta go in some like third-rate hospital and you don't even well, the language you
1: know well that's the thing and with disabilities so that another factor because that like
0: yeah.
1: that's where like so the, um, you know i went away for winter and i went to vancouver because i'm like you know what it's kind of nice that like um the airline broke the wheelchair on the way down um so basically looked up the vancouver branch of the place i go here and could go get the wheels fixed and yeah. have it. So there's something to be said for just being able to go into a doctor give your OHIP card and in Vancouver the way they did it it's you give the OHIP card and they take a photocopy of your credit card and they'll only charge you if the OHIP card because they have no way like here if you go to the doctor and they you your OHIP it's all connected with the computer oh so they're not sure it's they're, go they through. don't know because yeah. they don't know is the OHIP still valid yeah I um,
0: could just be bullshitting
1: them. Because apparently yeah. I look dishonest. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like with this face. A real team. swindler, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'll uh, have to say I think Antiqua should become a province. Yeah, uh, it's
0: actually look it up. Turks and Caicos.
1: Turks and Caicos. There you go. That's what I meant to say. Where did I get Antigua I don't Turks know. Turks and Caicos.
0: But yeah. hey, uh, it sounded good to me at the time. Uh, uh, it's
1: nice to have a fact. Just like on. anything warm. Uh, is what. I'm
0: right even even just temperate like it doesn't even have to be tropical and just something like
1: okay well yes. even like going to vancouver like when the first show i did there the host was like thank you for coming out uh in the snow and i'm like snow oh my god how am i gonna get back to the train and then after the show i get outside and there's a guy skateboarding to the bus stop. If you could skateboard, that's not a snowstorm. I'm no, sorry. not at all. Jeez. I uh, you, know, I like, long you guys are adorable. <laughs> Let me tell you about a snowstorm. Um, but yeah,
0: yeah, it's so, crazy yeah. how some cities who don't deal with snow just how like serious it hits them. If even just a little bit of snow comes down, they call in like the army and
1: stuff like that. I, I think we had a snow quote unquote snowstorm uh, while I was there, and like the city shut down, and it was. Crazy. Uh, like about maybe like, five centimeters. I guess don't know, know, the, the next gear. day I went out. I like there was just small little <laughs> <line> patches. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, this? I can get used to this kind of winter. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You're right. Like you got the drops and stuff. Up. Yeah. You don't have. I mean, I don't think they know what winter tires or oh, yeah. salt on the road. Like, no, what's that?
0: They're clueless, I think.
1: I, I saw a guy with like a salt shaker trying to salt his driveway. I'm like, dude, that's not that's view. not the salt you need. Uh, <laughs> but it'll taste great. But.
0: Um, I was going to actually, I already said on Facebook, I was just going to congratulate you, because you, uh, I feel like you should be looking at the camera more Yeah, these I'm are, these are just props yeah. today, mm-hmm. but uh, Michael just won the uh, Mike McDonald Summer Comedy Competition at Yuck mm-hmm. Yucks, so that's pretty awesome, that's all I want to say in person though, because uh, it's badass, man, it's I know good. it's it's tough competition.
1: Yeah, it, uh, you know, I know we're really blessed with an insane amount of talent, like if you look at never mind the whole competition but just the wild card in the finals mm-hmm. I, I would say anyone from any of those shows like honestly when I saw the lineup for the wild card I'm like all right I only have to compete about one of, against one of them in the finals <laughs> <laughs> like from a competition perspective because yeah. that was I mean we have an amazing amount of talent in this city
0: oh it's I agree amazing. fully and it's funny because in the competitions I feel like everybody's kind of feeling like that like oh man there's so many like Real competitors here not realizing that, that person's probably thinking the same thing about a lot of the other You know what I mean? Like that's how I've always felt everyone there is and any competition I've been in is pretty uh, Pretty daunting when
1: you're thinking about it too much. It. what uh, that's why I, I always say when doing a contest you Like my thing is I plan out what I want to do with my set and as long as I deliver it the way I wanted to let the chips fall within me um, obviously this time, they fell very nicely. <laughs> so Yeah, some of it depends on the judges. Uh, like, you never know who they yeah. are going to be. And judges, audience. Uh, How do they do did the final? Do you have a though? good nap that day? Like, yeah, well, there's yeah, so yeah, many practice I play, right? I mean, I was to a contest, and I there was one joke that I do, a fairly regular joke I do, and for whatever reason, I flubbed the punchline. Like it. Uh, and the she, analogy was the analogy I used. It was like the figure skater who, as she comes out of the triple axel, stumbles a little bit and she tries to recover, but she knows, like she just lost the medal. That was really, kind of. I uh, seen her face at the like, um, like uh, I I tried it and I mean it happens right so you never know um, it's so the the finals at Yaks. Uh, was entirely audience, uh, entirely judges' vote. I think that's how uh, they always um, do the final round. Of and all they these had things. five judges. Yeah, and you know, I think it it, it kind of makes sense because, I mean, obviously, and we've all done it that when it's audience vote, we all beg like, our friends to come out, like and calling vote people for you us. out to talk to them. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, and we all get <laughs> our friends to come out and vote. Um, Buy you a beer. It uh, and that may help. <laughs> See you're nicer than me, I'm just like, can you do me a favor please? If you're yeah, not, I'm I'm just, just gonna sell people you hate disabled people. I never like I never it.
0: honestly tried that much to be like bringing a bunch of people because I never thought that, A, that's not really how I wanted to win if I were to win, which I don't think I was going to either way. So I don't know, I, I could count on the same sort of core group of people to show up for me yeah. and anyone else was just gravy, you know? But.
1: I, I think we all kind of have that core... Like, I have a group of friends who I think... Like, I get, if I ever I get laryngitis, I could probably send them to do my oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thing. Although some of the jokes I feel like probably wouldn't go over as well. <laughs> 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 Michael is kind of messed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Then they're just oh like... Oh, my God, that's terrible. Saying hate right. crime shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> so if you hear about hate crimes at is Is someone else who's doing my set. It is weird, weird, though, because
0: then you have that dynamic with those people who always come to your shows because they do it you know it feels weird for me i don't like when i know someone's in the audience and they've heard my my joke already i don't know maybe that's really immature but like i I like thinking that no one's heard it and it's like a fresh experience for everyone which is
1: ridiculous i I kind of feel bad for people that are coming i'm like i really should try a new joke just for their benefit because they must be getting I'm bored of hearing the same thing all the
0: time. Yeah, that's kind of um, what I um, would worry about. I use that you. to try to make myself at least always stick like one or two new jokes in, even if I'm really scared to do them because I think they're stupid or whatever. It's like, all right, I have like 90% of my set that I think is gonna be good and it's gonna get laughs. so who cares if like 10%, there's a bit of a flat line. As long as that doesn't spiral you out, then yeah, gives exactly, a shit, you know? If exactly. you can keep the beats going, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I know a lot of people have said like, the idea is start strong, finish strong. And then if one or two jokes in the middle are a little less strong, yeah. so be it. But at least you make a good impression off the top.
0: It's a lot scarier if you're trying like a new opener or a new closer or something like that. Yeah,
1: like, that's scary.
0: Closer, not so much because you get to leave off the stage either way. If it didn't go well. <laughs> but I, like, coming out with a shitty opener is like fucking, I don't know.
1: It, uh, and you know what? It all depends on the on the audience too. Actually. Yeah, that's true yeah, yeah. and I don't, I, I don't like to blame the, the material. Uh, I don't like to blame the audience because I mean if like I I've, I can probably count on one hand the number of times I said I didn't do well because of the audience like to me if I don't deliver the joke if I don't get people to laugh maybe I didn't deliver the jokes as well or Yeah well, but, um, I think there's a lot of factors that out. go into it though. like yeah. it depends
0: where where are you going up like are you going up Fifth, and the audience still isn't laughing because then it might be that the four comics that went up before you really didn't even help like grease the wheels at all, or you never know.
1: Yeah, but. and and I mean, realistically, going off at the beginning is always a little tough. Right? Exactly. Yeah, that's sort of what I'm saying. Is if we the need first four get liquor into them before <laughs> to, because the more the first, liquor, more funny we are, right? <laughs>
0: Well, that's true. Yeah. I think that's unfair. Also, when people drink more, the audience usually just likes those acts more because they're having a better time, just from the booze flowing. That's that's a good point. It, uh,
1: yeah. Although I I feel like uh, I would like to think the comics have something to do with it. Laughing, laughing. Oh, of course, it's, it's not, booth, not just the booze, but, but like because if not, that'd be really easy. Just get a really stupid job. Um, I would like to see
0: like more more like if, say there was a competition and. The audience wasn't allowed to drink. I would like to see if it still sort of really worked in those later acts. Advantage that there was alcohol, or if you took it away, would it be more like even across the board? You know, I like it's got to factor in a bit.
1: And, it's, and, to, and well, I think you may be a little looser. Yeah. Um, but I, I think part of it is alcohol. Part of it is just people. Um, once you start laughing and are having a good time. You let go a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The atmosphere kind of just changes. And, sure. and it is also really depends how big the audience is. Like if you have 12 people in the audience, they're a lot stronger to laugh than if you have a full yeah, of people. Yeah,
0: you get more nervous work. and stuff, yeah. Well, because
1: like, I think there's the concern that if you're like, 12, if there's like six people, because that's, that's the smallest show I ever did. Every yeah. six people. Um, <laughs> it was a little weird. That's pretty small. Um, well, what was well, like, okay, you know what? We're going to give you back the money. Uh, for the tickets, but once we're here, we may as well just have fun and the, whatever comes want to went up and had a good time. Uh, it' gonna be fun choice, and, I, you know. and I'm like once I walk down the states I'm gonna tell jokes because <laughs> yeah. I'm like I didn't want to come down the states for nothing. Um, but it was sometimes those small shows are fun uh, but I do think when you have a small group, People are a little shyer to laugh, right? It's if you like, if you're the only person laughing at a joke, you're a little nervous, a, right? Yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah. if there's a group, it becomes a little more contagious, right? Well, because some
0: people are afraid that they might be the only one to laugh at a certain joke, and then people will judge them for having that sense of humor, yeah, and for whatever that joke may have been, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, uh, but I mean, it, uh, but it, to go back to your point about a completely dry show, yeah, I actually once tried to do. Uh, comedy room in a um, in a coffee shop okay. in Montreal. So it was just coffee. No. Yeah. Liquor. No. One, well, there uh,
0: might be one or two drunk people that you don't know about, but
1: <laughs> uh, no. Well, this is like at like Friday afternoon at six.
0: Uh, oh no! no uh, I yeah, I mean like, like someone with a little Irish liquor cream liquor. in their coffee. You never know, but uh,
1: but yeah, it uh, officially there was no alcohol. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, but and it, it was a, it, it was a different dynamic. I think there is uh, something about the I don't know if it's the stereotype or the um the 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 shred that you're at a show you have a drink you're relaxing uh, yeah, and you loosen up a little bit yeah. uh and then you can laugh right although in fairness the coffee shop we also had lights on so th- it was like fully illuminate which i think also i think people like it being in like a dark space, yeah they can kind of start to them see in the dark and you yeah. can laugh and smile and no one's looking and you oh, oh my God, that guy's a pervert for laughing at that joke yeah. Um, yeah so I think I think there is something to be said though for the relaxed atmosphere of seeing back I mean I know personally I enjoy aside from performing, I enjoy the going sitting and that's what's nice about being an opener because once you're done. It's the back to Oh, and it's yeah, for sure. sure.
0: I hate it when I have to leave. Like, sometimes, you know, I got it because it's like a weeknight show and I, I got to bring the kids to school in the morning and it's just not really worth it to stay out and like have beers with comics yeah. and shit, which is inevitably what might happen. So, yeah, but whenever I can, I love to just watch acts because there's nothing better than just seeing different styles and being exposed to just different yeah. s- sorts of comedy. I don't know. Some people like to live in their bubble, but I think it's, it's way better to just like kind of see what's out there and take a little bit from everybody. I don't mean take, but you know what I mean? Like, be influenced in different ways by different styles of comedy well
1: yeah i think you can learn obviously from different different people different styles techniques um and, stuff like and honestly i just I, I mean even before i started doing comedy i was just a fan of comedy yeah it's just fun uh, yeah exactly so it's just going and watching like to me like the the pro touring comics who make it like, like some of them just make it look like an art form yeah uh the way they just seamlessly move out of like, jokes, talk to the audience—it's like watching a a, a, a painter, a painting. Yeah, someone fantastical. Yeah, painting. Or uh, yeah. it, yeah, uh, because I, I do think comedy is an art form. I oh, definitely. Um, it's a form of expression. I mean, I don't think we necessarily get the respect we should as an art form, but yeah. I do think it is an art, art, art form.
0: Well, people definitely feel the the immediate right to criticize comedians like outright in a way that I don't think you know society scrutinizes other art forms as quickly you know because and it makes sense I guess because comedians are just saying pretty much Anything. a lot of the time whatever's on their mind you know sometimes it's more of an act, but sometimes it's just who the person is, so I guess you're kind of putting yourself out there it makes sense
1: it, it it does it's make broad. sense i think. So here's my my thing. I know, and I know a lot of people talk about well, it's freedom of speech, freedom of speech, uh, and I always say there's freedom of uh, there's absolutely freedom of speech, but freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequences. So I have the right to say whatever I want. Other people have the right uh, to say they don't like it, mm-hmm. um, and then in terms of I know there's always some moments, oh he said that, he should be banned, he should this, he should that, yeah. and all these, and I'm like, okay, well, you know what, I, maybe this is capitalist to me, but I believe in free markets, right, if a comic says something uh, that is not funny, that people are upset with, uh, then don't buy their, go, don't go see their shows, don't yeah, go that's generally right. buy their way. CDs, don't, and eventually, the, yeah, they will face the consequences of that, uh, and is that right? Absolutely, because at the end of the day, it's, I mean, we're there to entertain an audience. Um, does that mean everyone's gonna like our stuff? No. I know there's people that are offended by my material, um, which I always found weird. What is other that, disabled I, people do you think? Uh, no, actually, here's what's funny. People with disabilities like myself. Yeah, that's what I would have <laughs> <And> thought, yeah. <laughs> and so, more often than not, is people who don't have disabilities that get offended. Weird. And I'm like, did you look at me? and then, Did you see me? Or, I'm like, I'm making fun of myself. Like, yeah, like, why would you not just be impressed? I don't know. I, I, um, are you offended on my behalf? <laughs> like, I, um but i mean that's okay and they may not come to my show and that's fine Uh, it still
0: seems very strange to me that that would bother anyone like i'm impressed when anyone does stand-up comedy and i'm impressed when i see disabled people overcoming their disabilities so if i saw someone doing both combined that would be extra impressive like i just don't understand where that hatred or, or uncomfortableness would come from
1: i don't know well it's like vessel it, peter has his bit about people getting offended on behalf of other people and he's like that's the most offensive thing because it's basically saying i'm not of those people but i think they're too stu- stupid to be offended so I i'm so. gonna be yeah. offended exactly. on, your, on my behalf um it uh i don't know it um it, and it was interesting so there was um the case with Mike Ward in the Quebec. Yeah, yeah. He
0: said the commission
1: uh, that he was making fun of a child with a disability. And it was interesting because I was in Montreal um, at the time when the court case came out, and CBC asked me if I wanted to come on and talk comment. my opinion. Yeah. Because uh, they're like, oh, a, a, a disabled person and a comic. Let's get his reaction. Yeah. Um, and I. I'll be. And it was funny because the joke was in French, and I even asked the person I spoke to, um, just to make sure I had the translation right. And I'm like, I'll be honest. I, at best, I could say it was in poor, The joke was in importante. That's as far as I would go. I personally didn't think it was in importante, yeah. but you could say it was in importante. That's about as far as you can go. But you weren't even really that offended right? What offended me more, actually, was people, and I, I posted this because there was an article on CBC, uh, and a guy commented, you should not be making fun of the sick and the infirm. And my reaction was, I'm more offended of you calling me sick and infirmed. I have mm-hmm. a disability. Yes, that's not... That doesn't make me sick and infirmed. Like, yeah. We don't need... I don't need someone to defend me I can uh, stick up for myself uh, and I will, like to me if someone were to make a joke about me and honestly, a lot of my comedy is basically when someone does or says something to piss me off I like to I, I use the joke kidding them over the head with my cake is assault and would land me in jail Whereas making a joke about them is perfectly legal. Yeah, that's so, true. It's a healthy um, way to do it's it. It's a little bit of therapy. So, I mean, honestly, I would have personally, uh, like I know the, the kid uh, wanted to be a musician. I would have come up with a song, making fun of Michael like work. That would have been my payback. Uh, I wanted to clarify contact. this
0: because I think I know the guy you're talking about. I've heard about this many times. But the joke is, this is the guy who went on Rogan, right?
1: um so the guy it was uh i thought it was called, called a kid
0: who was on like the it called, uh, make-a-wish
1: it was called pretty pretty journey and he had gone and sung for the pope and it was celine dion and um i forget the name of uh the condition he has um i'm
0: just trying to make sure i know the joke it,
1: um, so the joke was that um it was, it was I I used to defend him I'm like it's good let him go live his dream he can uh, uh let him live his dream before and he's still here cuz he thought it was like that the kid kind of before he died yeah it was supposed to be like, the like, like I want to dream yeah. I, I want to uh I'm like I want to, I'm going to drown him And (laughs) I didn't know that part. uh, And then supposedly kids at his school saw it on YouTube and started bullying him. And bullying Zhong? Yeah, that's unfortunate for sure. Um, But the reality is, he made a joke at a gala that was for adults. Mm -hmm. fact wasn't meant to be. The fact that everything can get out on on YouTube. Well, that's uh, an unfortunate reality of the world we live in. Yeah. Um, nobody shoot the people at the gala who were laughing at the joke. Um, that's a good one. <laughs>
0: um, that's a valid point. It, um, Are they guilty uh, too? Yeah. No
1: one, no, no one went after the kids who were bullying him, which to me was a lot worse than the actual joke.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and honestly, my comment at the time was that if somebody's bullying, and bullying. Um, made you want to kill yourself, because uh, I was the uh, argument, um, go talk to someone and, and I'm not saying that to, and I said at the time, I'm not saying that to be mean or cold hearted but the reality is when you have, I mean people have said terrible things to me, uh, I've had horrible experiences of people discriminating against me um, well, I being, being called a like
0: wheelchair is probably an example of that. <laughs> Worse than that. <laughs> no, um, I can imagine, yeah.
1: Um, and it sucks, and it drives, and it's not it's not fun. Uh, but if you're going to let those people um, get you down, um, you're not going to get very far. Because um, if you listen to those people, you're not going to get very far. Um... So, yeah, it's, I feel like we, so I that, should have Well, that like, actually uh, brings up uh, okay.
0: <laughs> kind of a good point. Because like, I've been thinking about this a lot, knowing that you were going to come on, just how I find a lot of the times that disabled people seem, maybe it's because they have more to overcome, but they do seem more driven. Like, whenever I talk to you, you're always optimistic. You're always like, this positive energy person. And I was noticing, too, there's a girl in the neighborhood here. I was talking to my kids, uh, because my kids can be lazy little shit sometimes. And uh, <laughs> the, she's, you know, probably about their age, like, I give her ten to twelve, and she's clearly got a prosthetic leg, and she's out there walking the fucking dog, and she's got a, like a paper route and all this shit. And I'm, I'm looking at my kids like, "What are you guys up to? Come on! Like, this girl's got a, a disability at her age, and she's already like trying to conquer the world." And I said to them, "I have no doubt this girl's going to make something of herself when she's grown up." So, it,
1: uh, well, so like here's the thing: a prosthetic leg. The like, guy actually do have a prosthetic leg. Yeah, and that's kinda that, yeah. My least of my problems. So. Of, A prosthetic leg, particularly with all the cool stuff they can do now, not to take away from this girl. No, of course, I meant with her age as well. It's simpler. I I do think having a disability. So when I was a kid, I was like driven to show I was like everyone else. I didn't want to be different or, and I was like, I went and played uh, baseball, granted, modified baseball, like we had the kids on the street playing baseball, hockey, whatever yeah. and we used to go out on the weekends and play in the field across the street and all that kind of stuff and I mean granted it was modified but I still did whatever I could Of, uh, and, and I always, I think there was a little part of me always had the thing of I'm gonna show people what someone with a disability can do mm-hmm. and even when I started doing comedy and speaking L- largely the reason I started all this stuff was because at the time I was going to, so the, I had just gotten the wheelchair, uh, so the wheelchair, I probably needed a wheelchair uh, um, in the late 90s, uh, but I'm male, and w- male men are stubborn, uh, I don't like to admit we need help. What age would you have been at the um, time, like? So I would have been, so late 90s, I would have been mid-20s.
0: Okay, so was your disability um, something that's progressed over time, or...? So,
1: so, here's the thing. When I was... Basically, the the whole long thing, parts of my skeleton weren't properly formed. Okay. So, my, a big thing is that I had no hips when I was born. Oh, jeez. Um, and, like, my artificial leg, I was missing the bone between my... that that thickest, the tibia, which is a long one. Okay. I was missing the bone between the knee and the ankle. Oh. Uh, and I... So they kind of took the smaller bone and built uh, a knee joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, So there was like a club foot, they removed the club foot, made some form of a knee joint uh, and then that way I was able to be fitted with an artificial leg. So I actually had my first artificial leg when I was 18 months old. Uh, I'm still short but I have grown so it's not the same leg. Like, and when I was eighteen <laughs> months old, I just like to clarify that uh, but um but yeah, so it and because the hips were constructed, so I've actually had nine operations, so one hip was three, uh then two on my right my left hip was three, my right hip was two, uh, my right knee was two. And these are all being done at a young age? I think three on each hip and then two. So it's throughout elementary school. So my last surgery was in 88 when I was 13 for scoliosis. So scoliosis is a curvature of the spine. Yeah, yeah, that I've heard. So I I remember I went into the doctor's office, they take a spine, a picture, and like, when you see like a C in the middle of your spine, you're like, that doesn't look right, (laughs) That's not good. So yeah, so I had surgery to correct that. Um, and when the gifts were constructed my doctor had told us like it should be enough to get you through uh, university uh, and I'm now 40 I'm almost 44 uh, September 20th if anyone wants to send gifts uh, <laughs> I'm not sure when, early early. Can, I'm not when this goes if it's after I accept like gifts that's fine yeah we're not sure when this um, is gonna be um, out yeah, yet, but soon soon, soon uh, we're working uh, on it yeah, I'm almost forty-four, so I'm not sure if my doctor thought I was stupid and it would take me a long time to get through university, or I'm on borrowed time. But yeah, uh, so the, as I well, actually, late '90s was when I finished my studies. So I guess he was kind of right. Uh, the hips kind of started wearing out, uh, so I was walking less and less. So then I actually started commercial on the T in TV, on the TV. For the scooter store in the US and I saw like older people on their scooters doing groceries so I'm like that looks kind of cool <laughs> um but um so an interesting fact scooters are not as good in Canada um just because they're lighter and on ice they don't go as well okay and dealing with winter is one of the big reasons to have yeah, yeah yeah of course because now I I pretty much don't walk outside in winter just because ice and bad balance. So with the wheelchair I can just kind of glide over the ice. Um, But yeah so that's why I got the wheelchair. So um, I got the wheelchair. So all together I got the wheelchair. Uh, I broke out with my girlfriend at the time after in part because of the disability Uh, and I moved out on my own. So when I moved out on my own I went shopping Um, and every Person I every store I went to that I tried to do like I'm an accountant by training. So uh, That 36 months no interest-free payment, no interest payments Uh, was really attractive So every place I went I would apply for the financing and without fail every single Person I spoke to was like, well, how are you paying? How are you gonna qualify for financing? And I'm like with my salary? And uh, like I was working in finance, geez. at McGill so I mean I was making I get, like my background's a CPA, so I was making a decent salary, uh, and everyone just assumed because I'm in a wheelchair, yeah, I must so not be working. Um, so I think that was the frustration that got me into comedy and talking. It was like okay, I'm gonna set you fucking straight. So. I, I, I think there was always that need to prove what I could do so I, I, I always was super busy like in school I was doing like I remember in, um, in Shiza I, I did an honors program uh, and graduated I think with like three certificates because two I was like doing two certificates and then, like, the third one, I realized my last semester I just needed one more course to do it. I'm like, ah, oh, I'll do that one too, why that's, not? That's um, a yeah, why not? And I remember, so when I was in Shiza, there was services for students with disabilities. Because, uh, like, every post-secondary um, institution has um, whatever they want to call it, but it's basically an office to help, uh, which is important. To help with any sort of whatever the issue is um so if it's a learning disability or whatever kind of accommodations you need if it's moving uh to an accessible building whatever yeah accommodation you need so they do an assessment and then they'll work with you and your professors to make sure and it's not about giving a student uh, an advantage or right? that is basically kind of taking away the disability angle so that you can compete academically. At the same level. Play parents, Yeah, yeah, for right? sure. That makes uh So, so for sense. example, I have, so I could invite fast, so I've got extra time, so that I, like, I'm just because I can't invite fast doesn't mean you I'm not going finish the exam, or like I need to get up and move around because I couldn't sit for the full three hours. Yeah. Well, you're not going to cut into my exam, t- like, it wouldn't be fair if I only got two and a half hours, because I needed to walk around when no, everyone of else course, gets three. Um, so, um, so yeah, so the, I remember the student, the, the woman who ran the services at Mashiach has said that, uh, well, since you have a disability, you may want to do a reduced load. Like, okay, well, why would I do a reduced load? Uh, like, once I'm in the class, academically i'm like that's actually my pet peeve when people confuse uh, intellectual disabilities with physical disabilities yeah like i actually once had a guy i gave him my business card and it said like cpa mba and he's like well clearly there's nothing wrong with your brain and i'm like Ooh. Well, why would it be? Yeah, I would like I like. Maybe he it, thought that was like just a funny joke, um, you know, just really bad taste, you know. I don't know, but I, I've, I've actually had arguments with health professionals that I'm um, I'm not doing any part of the questionnaire on mental capacity because I'm like, I we've it's taken us three weeks to schedule this appointment. Um, because I'm so busy with work and this and that other things, so clearly, le- like I'm I'm a CPA, obviously I, intellectually, either I'm fine or I'm just a really good actor. When yeah, I, it sounds I, like
0: people just see your disability and then assume you don't have your shit together. It's like that's all, it's all fine hearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so and I think that kind of, in a way, that's a a good part of the disability that. I kind of and I tried to change my focus to being like I changed from uh, being about what I can do to trying to motivate people as to what anybody can do, regardless of what challenges they face. Because like I actually have a joke that we all face challenges. Mine just get me better parking spots, <laughs> um, but it's true because there are. I mean, I know people that could have a whole lot more challenges than me even though looking at me you'd be like well clearly he has a hard time well I mean, and that's
0: exactly what like when i was mentioning the little girl with the prosthetic leg yeah. like in comparison to you you're like oh well that's like the least of my problems mm-hmm. but i was comparing her to my kids and being like my kids would lose their mind if they somehow lost their leg they probably moped about it for like you know five years yeah or whatever. and granted that would be traumatic i'm sure but like you know, you get my point. Yeah, though.
1: exactly. I, it, it's,
0: I look at her doing, going and being a go-getter and doing stuff. My kids don't have enough initiative, sometimes, initiative rather, sometimes to go and do, like, walk the dog or yeah. get a paper route or whatever, you know?
1: And, and it's fi- funny because so the, I, uh, one of my previous jobs was I was in financial planning. Um, and my first year with the company, I won a sales award. And uh, they were doing for a national conference about different consultants who have overcome different challenges um, to be successful in the business uh, and they had me interview and uh, uh, they had me as one of the uh, interviews and I, I jokingly called my segment uh, he won an award and he's in a wheelchair what's your freaking excuse because <laughs> uh, I mean that was part of the Cause I mean, obviously, it does make it a little more challenging to yeah. go out and yeah. meet people and go visit clients and stuff like that. So, like in the video, it was we did that. We met at a Tim Hortons instead of going to someone's house, right? Because a Tim Hortons may be more accessible. That type of thing. Yeah. So you find ways shouldn't to work be a big deal. People. Like yeah um so
0: you'd have to be a pretty huge asshole if someone disabled says oh can we meet at the timmy's and you're just like no i want my freaking starbucks like you know what i mean
1: <laughs> um, i don't know. i think we'll talk about wheel wheels so okay awesome. yeah that was a bad example but whatever you know some other as you mentioned tim hortons and starbucks so i think we should get product placement uh, for <laughs> to, for yeah
0: i don't think they're listening but hey Can't if they want to um
1: so there me, you go. We, have, well, we, we have to uh we well, tweet it out to Starbucks and Tim Hortons. Guys, you gotta mention. Yeah. I think Who we wants our de- love more? I, de- I think we at least deserve a free coffee. can
0: both send gift baskets and uh, whichever one's more impressive, we'll get there, our allegiance. There you
1: go, I like it. Yeah. Whoever sends the bigger uh, gift card.
0: Um, shit, there's uh, something I was going to say to you. Oh yeah, so um, you told me about how Yuck Yucks and Absolute here, they're not super accessible. So the question I was going to ask is, uh, have you ever found like other venues in other cities maybe where they did have a more accessibility for comics?
1: So it act- it actually was funny. I, I was um, in Edmonton uh, and I got a spot at the Yuck X in Edmonton. Uh, and I, I arrived, so the Yuck X in Edmonton is in a uh, casino. Uh, so it's like a hotel casino and then there's the Yuck X Club. Really nice club actually. Um, and I arrived and I just by habit parked the wheels <laughs> outside and start walking in the stairs because I just assumed. Yeah, yeah. But someone, they didn't realize I was <laughs> one of the comics They came out, they're like, oh, sure, there's a, a ramp on the side, so there's a ramp that you can get in to the uh, showroom. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I went in and they're like, where can we see you? And I'm like, no, no, I'm one of the comics. Um, so then we went to the green room. Uh, which was was up a flight of stairs, so my, my my thrill was limited but No no um, but still it's a step in the right direction. But it's a step in the right direction. Um, or a role in the right direction. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean I my my attitude towards accessibility is um, that I I personally feel government has a role to play in getting our infrastructure because the reality of the matter is that government has allowed, and when I see government. I'm talking all levels, all parties, the society. I'm not against any particular mm-hmm. person, but we have allowed society not to be accessible, right? Uh, and buildings to be built without being accessible, and all this kinds of stuff. And the reality of the matter is that for a smaller business, uh, if they were going to pay. So there's actually a venue uh, on a second floor, um, and I was talking to the 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 owner. Were talking to me about trying to make things accessible, and like to put an elevator in their place would be like a hundred thousand dollars. Jesus. And yeah, honestly, I think, I think if, if, if the business is going to put out, spend a hundred thousand dollars, no one's going to be going to this venue because they'll probably go out of business. Yeah. So there needs to be some sort of uh, incentive, like or um i mean one idea i had was if city council was to say you know what we're going to give you a break on your property taxes until you recoup the cost of what you put in uh and obviously there's a limit of how much of that they can do in a year because obviously that means less money for the city and i mean at the end someone's going to be paying for it but i think if we as a society Want an accessible society? We uh we all have a role to play, and government has a role to play. It can't just be well. If you want the customers, you have to make your place accessible. Yeah, it shouldn't be like solely the owner. Yeah, I I mean, like put it this way. Like when I see a bank (laughs) that's not accessible, I'm like, okay, guys, how much money do you charge in fees? Like when it's a big company making all kinds of money.
0: Yeah, you have no excuse.
1: Dude, you can pay the twenty five hundred bucks to put up. And how often
0: would something like that happen? Say a bank, like how uh, you the,
1: that? The, Well, there was a, so I'm thinking about particular case. There was a bank, uh, I think it was a Scotia Bank, uh, that um, they were under renovation, and the other exit was through a building that closed at like five Uh, so you couldn't get after hours and it's like okay well could you at least put because the accessible door was through another building and it's like okay well you know for the money you guys make you can't but for like the average small business and I know people say well uh, so I've spoken with uh, people because Yuck Yucks actually uh, used to be in a hotel and i wanted to say Capitol hotel or albert suites or i forget that oh it hotel. was on albert somewhere yeah yeah so you used to be in a hotel yeah so you used to be able to go uh down a flight a, down the elevator and get in that way That's and nice. then they moved to an inaccessible location and i remember at the time i was joking i was still living in Montreal and i was joking with a friend that uh we should do it like the um uh my opening joke was going to be I gotta had the to you guys, most places go from inaccessible to accessible, you're know, like the first ones that did it the other way, uh, but I didn't think my comedy career was quite at the point yeah, where I could get away with tabs, that yeah. uh, But and I know people say well why didn't they move to an accessible location, uh, there's not that many, it's hard to find accessible spots, and if all businesses are going to be looking accessible spots, vents are gonna go up and it's gonna get super expensive like Mm -hmm. it's hard right like as you know when we do a comedy show you have to set up the stage and the uh, seating and everything and the speakers and the lighting and have everything so it's hard to find that perfect spot that would be like honestly I've been trying for like a year now Mm -hmm. to find a place to to do unaccessible open mic that would also be good for comedy um but the reality is most places that have private party rooms or private rooms where we could do it the rooms are down a flight of stairs or the bathroom is down a flight of stairs so there's a couple places i'm looking at um so stay tuned. No, that's a really
0: good uh, initiative to be un- undertaking, though.
1: Well, to be honest. Part of it is my selfishness that in winter it's harder for me to get. To <laughs> yeah, the but pub, it's not so. selfish. It's it's. Um, but I. I don't
0: know. I don't think that's. Selfish
1: it, 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 it actually actually what triggered it was I I did a show uh, at Three Brewers on Spark Street, so they have the upstairs, which um, there's an actual elevator through the Spur Street Mall. So you can't get up to the second floor okay. uh, via uh, if you're in a wheelchair. And there was a guy there who was in a wheelchair and he was saying to the comedy, he goes, I love comedy, but like, it, it, like I ha- I'm lucky and awakened that I can get out of the chair and I have the luxury of being able to walk down the stairs. Right? Yeah. Uh, maybe difficult, but I can do it. Uh, he can't, right? So he can't get to the clubs. So there is that question of finding that venue that people can come to uh, even just for audience members, yeah. Time. Uh, well, audience member wise, there is uh, some room, some of the satellite rooms that are accessible. The smaller rooms, yeah. Uh, I know you had Chris very on last yeah, episode yeah. and I know his breweries, I think most of the breweries are with, Yeah, I haven't actually been them yet,
0: yeah, but that um, doesn't surprise
1: cause I know me. Dog no. with, well, I, I feel like Lifting kegs of fear down a flight of stairs would probably be hard, right? So, yeah. I feel like probably I'm gonna uh, uh, be super Open accessible around. Uh, yeah. uh, those kegs so. look heavy, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so there are some routes that are accessible as an audience member. Uh, but what I want to do is have the option that if someone with a disability wants to try comedy, yeah. they can come and we'll give them a five-minute spot just for the simple fact that people, um, like, otherwise, I mean, for most comics, it's going to be a little bit more established comics, but recognizing the fact that someone in a wheelchair uh, who wants to do comedy can't really become a more established comic because yeah, they nowhere really for them to get the, like, open mic-wise. Which is so
0: be- weird because as far as, like, uh, things you might want to try to do whatever it is a job or something else stand up seems like something where you're like oh well, that, that should be accessible to pretty much anyone because it's a microphone and your voice you know what I mean you can be more moving around on stage if you want but as long as you can well
1: talk- stand up may not be accessible to someone in a wheelchair way to be incentive no I'm kidding Sorry, yeah attitude. you know what I mean actually the name's offensive stand up Oh yes. yeah. Well yeah. there's actually some comics call it sit down comedy. Yeah. Um actually what I like doing is if I'm like out and I'll meet a friend and he's with someone and they go make that stand up and I'm like, dude, that's pretty offensive. And like the friend <laughs> <being laughs> they know I'm joking, but the friend looks too uncomfortable. Their balls, yeah. yeah, I am making fun you gotta have a little fun with people, right? I was gonna say, yeah,
0: yeah. I could see you messing with people here and there, but it's
1: all in good spirits. I uh, my all time. What I like doing is so you've seen my van that's like automatic with the lamp and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So there's like a little remote that I use. Uh, but I was coming back after a show uh, with a friend of mine and I was giving my left home, and I uh, I had my hand in my pocket, and I uh, said door open, and I pushed the button so the doors open. And I had her convinced that my van was voice activating. I'm like, "You try it." <laughs> so this poor girl is standing on the St. Catherine Street, yelling at the van, going, "Door closed!" <laughs> I guess she just doesn't like you. Uh, that's funny, man. That's hilarious. Fortunately, she has a sense of humor. Man, <laughs> so, I guess you have to. She came from a co- we were coming from a comedy show.
0: Yeah, so, but that's still actually a really hilarious prank to pull on
1: someone. I I actually let them believe that they're opening it with their voice. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't mess with the kids. It's not to traumatize them.
0: No, that's kind of cool, though.
1: It uh, and like my thing is because kids, I so I actually do do talking in schools and stuff. Motivational
0: speaking type stuff. Yeah. Well,
1: motivational, but also like sensitization. So like, just basically, you guys can ask whatever you want. Just um, raise awareness. Uh, and... Well, because kids are curious, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. And, like, that's why I, I was asking sometimes that. Sometimes really... kids will come up and like ask me questions about the wheelchair. Yeah, um, and I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Better they ask the question, than um, uh, the uh, the than not, and because like my, my thing is, I actually have a theory that the vast there's kind of like maybe like twenty twenty five percent of people are totally cool with someone with a disability because they've known people with disabilities, they have friends, went to school. Uh, family member whatever so they're cool with people with disabilities they're used to it then there's the majority and then there's kind of the 10 percent who whatever i do whatever i say I'm, I'm gonna get through to them and they're just ignorant that there's no getting through to them mm-hmm. and then that kind of leaves the majority of people who are just maybe a little curious and don't know what to say and don't want offensive but they may be curious and that's who, like, I kind of focus on, um, I think that's where I qualify where I to a degree, like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you're, um, well, I think even the fact, because it, like, the, that 10% wouldn't even talk to me, let alone invite me to come do their podcast, uh, yeah, I don't you know? see that. I, uh, no. um, but I, so I think it's, I think it's important talking to, like, I, I, I always laugh, because I was in Dominican, uh, On vacation last uh, uh, winter Um, and uh, I found a a place super accessible and it was weird because I I actually flew out of Montreal and I had an easier time figuring out get the the transportation from the airport to the resort and the resort to the airport uh, than I did in Montreal which is a little weird and sad for (laughs) Montreal because I'm like I don't really, like, I, my Spanish is really limited. Uh, and you think Dominican Republic is, like, a developing country. But yeah. they were able to do it. Um, wow. But, like, I I was wheeling uh, on, like, the path. And there was a couple with a little kid. Um, and they, like, moved aside so I could pass. I'm like, well, that's okay. I'm, I'm, like, not, I got a drink. I'm not in a like it's a resort, I'm not even able to go anywhere Uh, and then as I pass the kid's like that's so cool can we get one because I think he thought the wheelchair was like uh, one of the things from the resort resort. I'm like poor (laughs) kid or like there's always a little kid who like sees the van lower and it's like cool car and I'm like yeah that's, I'm really making it hard on the parents when that kid turns 16 I don't know I want the van that's lower Uh, yeah,
0: so that thing's pretty cool. You could like cross a little baby moat with that thing. Yeah, So yeah. I saw it like, when you put it across the curb. I was like,
1: oh, it, uh pretty It's pretty uh, pretty high-tech. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm definitely curious about stuff like that. And that's why I wasn't sure like what, what's appropriate to ask when it comes to disability. But I'm the same way with like anybody. If I like my friend uh, Abdul I've known him for, I don't know, a year or two now, but uh, I ask him about like Muslim stuff because I don't know that many Muslim people, and I'm, he's not even Muslim anymore, but he grew up that way, okay. so he has that that information that I don't have, and I just want to learn about everybody's stuff, like Kyle, I've always been, you know, I had friends that were gay, but I've never really asked what, what's that like being a comedian that's gay, or, or you know what I mean, there's always something you can learn from different people's perspectives, and I think that's like really what everyone should be doing, and then we could all kind of get along, and sort of understand each other a bit more but I don't know why that's so hard for people to get I don't
1: know I think people are offended to a word to say something offensive or
0: yeah see I I don't I I mean (laughs) learn learn,
1: no but my my thing is learn something and admit the fact you don't know things Mm. Uh, I mean there's lots of stuff I don't know uh, and I've been interested in learning about it and it's um
0: yeah everyone's like I don't embarrass easily I think that's part of it like I don't have no problem approaching people about this that or the other thing and and I really (laughs) (laughs) well no that's the other thing I think I'm quick to notice when I um, like if I do offend somebody I feel genuinely bad and I make a genuine like effort to apologize and I think that goes a long way too you know is is having the hindsight to go like oh did I did I come off like a dick just there you know and if you did then having the follow through to be like, hey, sorry for being a dick. I don't know.
1: And I think it's also if you know people like, so there's a comic in Montreal who we were at an open mic, and he ad- introduced me. He goes, your next comic is cripplingly fun, <laughs> has been called cripplingly <laughs> funny, and I thought it was hilarious. Another comic found it hilarious, and and it's funny because this comic, and I were good friends, and we always joke that people must think we hate each other because we're always giving each other. Hard times knocking each other, making fun of each other, but in like a fun way, right? Like uh, in a playful way. Just ripping on each other. Uh, But people like, and people looked at him like he was a complete monster. And I found that even more funny that people were offended on behalf of me. That's weird. Uh, I would instantly look
0: to the person, like in that case, I would have looked to you to see your reaction because you, you could have had a varying reaction. And it becomes unfunny if I see you. And you're the person who's got the disability, and he's making that joke, and I see that you're uncomfortable. Then I think it becomes maybe a little inappropriate to keep laughing at that point. You know what I mean? Because you're like, oh well, this guy's clearly being hurt by that comment, and he falls under that category or whatever. You know. Anyways, and
1: and, and I think it's interesting. So we were at a show uh, in Montreal at an open mic, and there's a comic who's making a joke about uh, a guy who had. I don't know exactly what his disability was but he was in a wheelchair and they used to be at the metro station at Eaton shopping center in Montreal um, and they used to sit there collecting money Uh, and he was like I always wonder how did he get there because like the metros aren't super accessible did someone bring him and drop him off are they picking him up it was kind of a funny joke the way he built it up and did it and there was a comic there who had a disability later in life, uh, and I was very angry about it, uh, and actually told me off that I didn't get offended at that joke because I I have no oh, respect good, well. for myself, and I did, and I'm like, okay, well, it's a comedy show, it was a joke, it was a funny joke, <laughs> um, and I think so. The years ago in training. Um, there, was, I, I was doing training. I used to do like professional, deliver professional development courses. Okay. And uh, it was a course that was um, uh, so I was doing certification to be able to offer these courses. Okay. And the the guy who was teaching us, uh, he called it the Come from, uh, uh, and Come C O M E. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm not getting dirty here. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. Um And it was basically when someone says something, you also have to look at it from the perspective of where they're coming from. So I can know someone... A comic can say something to me as a joke, and I know it's a joke, mm-hmm. and I can take it as a joke. Whereas if someone else were to say it... Uh, like, See, no, uh, I get that. You don't I'll, know where it's coming from. I'll give you the perfect yeah. example uh this comment will always joke about how long it takes me to go to stage and we're like okay well michael do you want to start now so uh, like before the show starts do you want to start now so by the time it's your turn you'll be near the stage and it's, it's meant to be playful and funny yeah. and teasing. whereas in another context it might be offensive so i think it's important to remember where people are coming from and um there's a big difference between uh saying can I i want to know something about your disability uh are you able to do something and going oh well you can't do anything because you have a disability mm-hmm. there's a world of difference between the two oh ones, yeah definitely right um so yeah i think but I, i'm with you man i think i i think it would we do well to actually and that's what I think is nice about comedy. Actually, you really get like if you look at the diversity in Ottawa comedy, you get to hear jokes about a lot of different topics. Yeah. Uh, and people talk about uh, so you get a a little peek into what the world through the eyes of someone who has a disability, or through uh, who's someone who's part of the LGBTQ community. Yeah, exactly. Or um, First Nations or whatever uh, their material is about. Uh, And I think it's interesting, right? Because it's a good way to learn. I
0: think it's, I've said that before too, I think it's almost a more entertaining show just right off the bat if you know you're gonna have a diverse lineup because, I don't know, you're just gonna see all those different viewpoints and and, uh, that's more interesting to me than just seeing a bunch of guys like me go and tell jokes about stuff that I know. That can hit home too if somebody really like touches on something that you can relate to, of course, that's gonna be like hilarious but But it's also not bad to expand your mind and, like, learn about new shit, you know what I mean? like.
1: And I think uh, the, the advantage, like, from the production side of doing, like, when I do a show, I try to do a diverse lineup. Yeah. Um, and... Appeal to more audiences. It, and, and it's not about, because I know people say, oh, it's political correctness. Yeah. Is this a that? No, it's just a matter of uh, comedy subjective. So not everyone in the show is going to like every comedian. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I guarantee you, if you go any comedy show, it doesn't matter which one, uh, if you ask the audience, everyone's gonna have a different favorite, right? It'll, it's, it's true. One everyone's may With a different, take home, with yeah. a different uh, or they may have a different favorite joke. I mean, maybe not like the weekends, because obviously the headliner, all else being equal. I think it's fair to say the headline it's probably going to be the start of the show but everyone's going to yeah. have a different favorite right or yeah they identify so i think there's a strength in and i think just in general in society like you i i'm of the school of thought diversity makes us better as a Society—it's different ideas. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, like I remember when I was in Xi'an and university. My friends would used to joke that my birthday dinners were like the United Nations because it was literally every race background and just because it's like, like to meet people up. are people, right? Yeah. And you can learn stuff, right? Uh, and learn different experiences, right? Like I mean, growing up in a suburb of Canada. Uh, of a Canadian city, um, it's a very different experience. And, and I'll get, It just popped into my head, the perfect example. A friend of mine who I used to work with uh, was from Rwanda. And we were just out chatting and I was talking about how on the weekend I was going to get together with some friends from high school. She's like, yeah, I don't, I don't have friends from high school because they were all killed Mur- yeah. in the Rwandan uh, genocide. Rwanda <laughs> and oh man! That really heavy, yeah. put things into, and it wasn't even to, that she said it yeah. as like pity or, or like to make me feel bad. Way no, no, it was just her reality. It was just her reality, and it's. Um, That's and it's interesting to get to know other backgrounds. because how much do we like? We know what happened from the news, but do we know what? it was like to go through that no no god. obviously not. no 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 thank god <laughs> we actually um my fiance Kelly she has a,
0: a close friend who's ma- or I don't know if they're married but they have a child together for sure okay. she's with a uh, similar uh, situation a man who came over from Rwanda and I think he has some family but he definitely lost like a brother or something like that I'm, yeah. not, I'm not positive but yeah it's, it's, it puts it in perspective you're like Jesus we have it pretty uh, pretty good over here in North America for the most part yeah, right?
1: yeah. If, if you ever want to feel Good. <laughs> <but laughs> That's <laughs> what I tell my body, kids
0: too. Like it's, it sounds like the cliche thing, like eat your dinner. Some kids in what insert country here aren't getting any food tonight, you know. But it's true. Like it's it's just because I think in this society over here, it's we're so it's it's hard for us to even fathom in like a, a tangible way at all because it's so removed from what what our existence is like, you know.
1: It's uh, it was interesting because I was um, uh, in Kralendijk shopping center. There was a guy who had opened the kiosk. Uh, so he's a Syrian refugee so he was part of the uh, Syrian refugee program that came to Canada okay. and he used to have a catering business in Syria and then was a refugee uh, during their civil war um, and then he came here and like I'm talking to this guy and he just seems and like he's got his wife and kids and he, here he's trying to start up a business start a new life in Canada learn the language yeah. and he just seems so happy I'm like Geez, like, like, I know you were saying, like, you look at people with disabilities, I'm like, I'm sitting there talking to this guy, and I'm like, would I, could I be that positive and happy Absolutely. after going yeah, through, yeah. like, you didn't talk too much about it, but, like, I'm, like, getting uprooted, losing everything you have, and then coming as a refugee, I mean, starting a from refugee. scratch, and, yeah. like, I...
0: He's uh, happy because be... he's in a place where like people aren't trying to murder his family. So yeah. So I guess. You know.
1: I I guess. I guess. That's, that's probably, probably like
0: a huge rush, like I mean, positivity in I mean, your life when no one's trying to murder your kids anymore. Yeah, I guess I that, that's probably... <laughs> but, but I get what you're saying as well, like it's th- there could have been He's so much not trauma. He's living
1: in like a, a tent in an open field.
0: Well, he could uh, have PTSD or whatever he, for all the shit yeah. he went through before coming here, you know what I mean? Like if he maybe he watched someone stab his best friend or who, who knows what kind of shit or some school got blown up in front of him or I, who
1: knows? I mean, I know, so like my grandparents were uh, Holocaust survivors and they came here after uh in, in 1948 after the war okay. um and i remember my grandfather so of course in montreal there's always the language issue and I, like my grandfather used to say so like when he got uh when he had to learn french to know like he wrote out like a little uh um index card with the days of the week in English-French, so you could understand the signs. yeah. Yeah, and he's like, you know what? If they want me to learn French, I'm perfectly fine with that. They're not killing me, so that's a positive. (laughs) It's fair. So, (laughs) I I think you're right. When you come from an environment where there's people wanting to kill you...
0: The cup always seems kind of full after that, yeah.
1: No one wants to kill me. Life's good. uh, Murder's pretty
0: much like the the lowest...
1: I feel like yeah yeah. well, because, you know, the, there's the Pavlov uh, hierarchy of needs. Is it Pavlov? No, it's Maslow. 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 There you go. This is why I don't try to sound smart. I don't even, even know what you're talking about. So there's, oh, a of, in the room now. there's a theory of Maslow hierarchy of needs. So it basically says personal safety, clothing, shelter, and then you get uh, into okay, the more high-level stuff, right? Yep. So, I I mean, once you get kind of your basic that no one's trying to kill you yeah. and you have a roof over your head, things kind of start looking up and you can look for other better things. You're playing The you, Sims. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Make sure they're able you're, to not gonna, <laughs> you're not going to worry about audio on a podcast if someone's trying to kill you. Yeah, right? well, yeah. true, true. Yeah, that's Bonus. Been, yeah. uh, you know what they say, first world problems? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: No, that's I like how you tie that in too. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I just figured if anyone needs a reminder about why, If they're like, how come the podcast isn't? The yeah, sound we should, isn't we should good. Mention what's the well,
0: oh, that that gives me a chance to insert. If you don't like it, you can send an email to uh, <laughs> just chill podcasting at gmail.com. Or if you have any just positive comments, that's great too. Um, but yeah,
1: on yeah, that, I just usually say if you have positive comments, please tell us. If you don't have positive comments. The will's negative enough. Stop. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> actually mean it. Please negative. don't
0: send me negative emails because yes, I won't read them. Um, but no, uh, man, thanks uh, again for coming. I don't know. What are we at for uh, a, a clock? I'd say you're well over an hour. Yeah, because oh, wow. we, we've been rocking about an hour and a half for these podcasts I mean, so far. I, I didn't mark it on my watch when we started, but... No, it's we've got some meat 100%. here for sure. I'm just looking at my questions and what do I have. I mean, we've been asking everybody um, what, because uh, of the wall of inspiration, sort of like if you could have one superpower out of anything, what would you pick? So I'm trying to keep that as a regular question.
1: A superpower um, leaping, bu- leaping tall buildings, because then I wouldn't have to do the stairs. See, yeah, I knew I asked yeah, you this. i was going to be gonna a go joke with about. That. <laughs> I was almost not going to ask I'm going to go with that. because I, I didn't want to give you special
0: Please. treatment, so... Uh,
1: no, no, I appreciate that. Please, feel free to ask me.
0: Well, hey, man, you could have picked, like, uh, Mind Control or, like, Invisibility is what Kyle picked, and... Um, what did Chris pick, like telekinesis, like moving yeah. shit with his mind? So I didn't know which way you are going to go with it. Well, see, might.
1: I actually, telekinesis actually would be a good one because <laughs> then I could just <laughs> move all the audience upstairs, right? And okay. just like bring the stays up,
0: up. I thought uh, you were going to say, like, move your legs with your telekinesis so that you could kind of float around or whatever. I, uh, but that's probably, you yeah. have to be focusing on that all the time, I guess. So that would be like, you wouldn't be able to tell jokes anymore.
1: I feel like that would probably make telling jokes hard. I wonder how that <laughs> would. they like, be he's not disabled.
0: <laughs> he floated up here. I can't even do that.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, it. Uh, and actually, thank you for not changing the questions
0: because it was funny. I, I actually really thought about that before. I was like, I don't know, because is he just gonna say like, will flight duh or some I sort of way to to know. be able to be more mobile or whatever, you know? But
1: I you know, know, you know, what? it's funny you say that because people have actually asked me if I ever wish not to be disabled. Mm. I mean, it's hard to know that because I. Being having a disability is what I know, right? Like, I was gonna say, it's always I, been a part of your life. I, yeah. like since I can remember, I had an artificial leg, so it's not like like this is just how I am and how I do things. Um, and I, in a way, I think it as a, as a corny as it may sound, maybe the disability is meant to be so I can inspire others or makes me work harder. Or I, I don't know maybe my mom actually told me about uh,
0: my dad probably knows this but my mom's into a lot of spiritual stuff she's not really religious but she's very open-minded when it comes to like soul and afterlife and that kind of stuff and she told me something about a book she read i don't know where this is coming from i'm probably gonna butcher this but something about a belief that people before they come down to earth like before you're born that we pick the lives that we're going to live based on the challenges that they're going to bring and, and the opportunities they're going to afford our souls essentially to elevate themselves through overcoming those challenges i don't know it's maybe a little out there but Not it's, really it's a, a nice concept yeah, yeah. like you know because other people are born you know with aids for in the middle of some shitty country where there's no food or like you could be born with uh, you know, a plethora of things it could be anything, but
1: yeah,
0: uh, that's the theory, though. I don't know where it comes from, we'll have to ask her. But something that always stuck with me as being like, Well, that's interesting, it's a it's a,
1: yeah, it is an interesting philosophical
0: thing. concept to wrestle with, you know. That is deep, yeah, it's kind of cool. That is
1: pretty deep, um, yeah. The, 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 I, I think that may actually make sense. Right?
0: Well, I mean, the idea, it's a weird thing to think about the idea of your soul do like picking your life because you know, we were not conscious of that time. You yeah, don't really but remember before you were born. So it's a weird thing to put yourself in that place. I,
1: I mean, I know a lot of religious people say, "God would not give you what you cannot handle." So kind mm-hmm. of this along the same. That's fair. Lines. Yeah, that's. We got way deeper than you hours, yeah. eh? This that's is pretty, cool. This is pretty deep. It's a good. That's a good
0: note to end on. Philosophical. We said lots of positive things too. I think this is a, just a great talk. Uh, um The other thing I forgot to mention to you. I guess I could say this off the air, but. um Trying to get people to put something up on the wall. So I know I should have texted you that before. I totally fucking spaced on that. But uh, even like a business card or just some sort of. I'm trying to make this like a, a den of experiences and, and things that have been a part of my life so that it just makes it conducive, so go, you know.
1: We'll hold it up to the video camera. There you go. Promotion. Honestly, we'll go, that's good enough. Yeah, it adds to the collage program, wherever the you want collage. it. We'll, we'll, put it up oh, nice. okay. we'll
0: take a picture and shit. But thanks awesome. again for coming on, man. Congrats awesome. again on the win. And Thank you. We'll bring you back on with the audio uh, working next
1: time in full force. Sweet. All right. Okay, cool. Oh.